You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. You can get it early every Tuesday morning on Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, or you can wait and get it late on podcast services around the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, and uh, I, we're back. We're back. We had a week off last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had worked very hard for a full two weeks and then yeah. took a week off yeah. for Amanda to gallivant um, around the globe. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're back now and, uh, I it's, you know what, in terms of like entertainment news, I feel like it's been a bit of a soft couple of weeks. There's, there, there were a couple of things, but, um, I mean this morning the Black Widow trailer dropped, so we're going to talk about that. Um, uh, we're going to have a, 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 a listener topic to, to chat about for a minute and then we're going to, we're going to do some some uh classic quiver tangenting about politics and uh, and world affairs um and how they may be impacting the lack of entertainment news or the yeah, big yeah. entertainment well news that I, we are I, getting. Yeah, yeah it does it does connect back into yeah. to some entertainment yeah. news so um but uh let's start That's with good. that black widow trailer we can yeah I mean, you literally I just watched literally it. Literally just watched it, but I had seen like people were posting about it, yeah. which was cool, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, another trailer is going to come out." So Taskmaster is n- Mask Master. Yeah, Taskmaster is new to me. Yes. So, and I don't think that they were in the other trailers, or at least weren't featured as much. Uh, like Taskmaster this? was in the last trailer, okay. but this one, um, this one is actually giving hints at plot. So yeah, Taskmaster is uh, uh, a villain from the comics. Um, I man, I I'm hard pressed to to remember whose villain he is, but not um, the Black Widow's villain. Not not specifically, I don't think. It, like it, 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 Taskmaster is one of those characters that I don't think he's he's nobody's arch nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> right, um, okay, fair. But I, he's kind of a character that that shows up in a bunch of stuff. I mean, most recently he was in in the Spider Man PS4 game. Um, Fun fact: Taskmaster is also a British game show because when you Google <laughs> Taskmaster, um, but Taskmaster's superpower, if we're gonna call it that, uh, is that he can study anybody's fighting style and learn it instantly basically oh, interesting so you commented while you were watching it that his jump was very feminine oh. his jump is feminine because he's matching black widow's right. style so if, if you go back and you watch yeah, you through, watch the trailer it looks very much the, like something she, yeah, yeah if you watch the previous trailer you'll see him actually do other heroes moves from the MCU. So he does a lot of Captain America stuff because he's got the same shield. Oh. Um, and uh, he does, like, uh, I think he does, like, a, a Black Panther 
move at one point and like he he kind of like he kind of cool. cycles between other other characters uh, uh sort of fighting styles um in order to to keep his enemies <laughs> on their toes photographic so. reflexes is the yeah, official yeah. <laughs> interesting he's not the only one with that ability there are mm-hmm. other characters in in the mcu and there are characters in dc that have that ability as well but uh yeah so um he is i think the perfect villain to go up against um to go up against black widow because in a lot of versions taskmaster doesn't think of himself as a bad guy oh interesting. right okay yeah. so like but she does and so, she's a good yeah. guy who th- Thinks that she's more of a bad guy, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. a bad guy who thinks he's more of a good guy. So they're actually kind of like two sides of the same coin. That's it's cool. it's a very cool uh, matchup, I think. I, I think very inspired, very smart. Um, and it's also he he's a he's a hand to hand and and like martial weapon right, which is type of like character, which is what her. she yeah, does. Yeah. So yeah. like like we've got two characters who are basically going to be on the same the same level because his his mo is reading somebody's moves and and picking them up instantly and her mo is reading somebody's moves and breaking them down instantly right Right. like that's black widow's best asset is that like she can fight somebody for five minutes and then pinpoint their weaknesses so it'll be a thing i'm sure in the movie of her fighting him and him doing something and then she'll go Oh well, if that's Cap's move, I know Cap's weakness, oh, and she'll okay, go to yeah. do something, and he'll switch, or right? Whatever, yeah. Or so, so she'll or be on she'll her toes. she'll learn about her own weaknesses by mimicking his weaknesses. She, she might. Um, that's yeah. I but I yeah. I I I don't know. I, what are your overall feelings on it as a as a trailer and your hype for this movie? So okay, I sort of had comment on this like after I was watching because I have it in my head. There's something so iconic about this score. That like really just works for a trailer. I'm the gonna be really, really curious good. how they integrate it into the actual show. Um, if it's if it's even if the it's, actual yeah, music, even if it's movie. even in there. But there's something really sort of like it. It just it just really like sort of gets you in the right kind of like it's kind of jarring and a little bit like alarmy and a little bit it's, like yeah, it's kind of it sounds a little bit like an alarm, like, like an alarm, like a breakout or something. But anyways, yeah. I am. Um, it's very synthetic. I um I'm. I'm interested in it. Like, I think that it'll be a unique movie. I think I'm going to go into it not thinking of it as an Avengers movie. Yeah. Because I think that that would set me up not for success with just, like, the look and yeah. the tone and the feel of the movie uh, from what I can get. But I'm, I'm in, I am I'm think that Scarlett Johansson, I mean, she's a leading lady and can hold her own. And I think that it'll be, she's been set up for success, I think, with the cast that are surrounding her. So I hope that, um, it, yeah. It's... The movie that I am the least excited about, that I'm the most excited about, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's an MCU film. Yeah. Uh, and it's Black Widow finally getting her solo yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, she just had to die to get it, that's all. I, I, but these trailers, the first ones I think got me a little bit more hyped. At this point, it's just, it's a little bit of like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I, it didn't like, give me that much more information. Like, I think, I think I have all of the information I need to to know how I'm going to feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think that there are going to be too many surprises in it. Um, I think it'll be pretty by the books. It's a, it's an MCU solo film. They tend to 
be pretty safe. Yeah. And then it's the it's the 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 team event movies where they'll do something crazy. So I mean, like, it's gonna be awesome. The but, action's gonna be incredible. But they also are very much based around like the directors and the and the choices yeah. that are made. Like Thor Ragnarok could only have been that. Right, like they they yeah. kind of get to like be who it is that they are, and yeah, just, they have they have their own personalities for own sure. Flavor, yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's actually like it's not that far away. We're less than two months. Yeah. You know, it's also not that far away. Mulan. Oh yeah, that's, that's this, this month. month. I'm yeah. very excited for Mulan. So I did just rewatch Mulan on Disney Plus to get myself hyped, and then I haven't really been looking that much into it. But I forgot how much I really enjoy Mulan. Like just as like I, a as like a movie, like, Mulan actually it, because of the era that it's in, um, in Disney movies, it I feel like it kind of gets overlooked. But Mulan was ninety eight, and then Tarzan was ninety nine the, the next year, and they're actually like Tarzan's my favorite Disney animated feature. No way, really. Um, and uh, and Mulan is like is like right there, hmm. with it. Like it's 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 pretty close. I really really like that story, um. I like that the movie doesn't pull punches. Mm-hmm. It's definitely kid safe and kid friendly. But, but people actually die in those people actually die. I mean, like they're, they're when they're they're singing His the dad most. Dad dies, like I the love uh, interest Shen, guy. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Like yeah. his dad does. Yeah. Well, like, they're they're singing. They're in the middle of singing the most upbeat, silliest song oh, in right. the movie. Oh right, a girl worth fighting for. Yeah, a girl fighting for, and the song just stops. And like we, we have it in in one of our playlists, uh, Disney playlists on the in the car for when we're driving around with the girls, and it'll just like it just stops. Yeah. In yeah. in the middle of the sentence and Kara the other day we're driving, she finished it because <laughs> it doesn't finish the, right. a girl worth fighting for, right? Okay. Um and so she finished it and she was like, "Why did they stop singing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, cuz that's where it stops in the movie." And that was the end of the conversation and we moved on cuz I didn't want to explain to her that's when they get to the village that they're going <laughs> to defend and discover that the Huns have already murdered everyone <laughs> and raised the village to the ground. Yeah. It's not even there. Yeah. There's like a there's like a gate a few, like a, yeah, like like, a, standing, like an archway like... or whatever still standing. Uh. And and Mulan picks up the doll. Yeah. Like which is to a kid, it's like, oh no, they burnt down that village. But to an adult, it's, oh, they murdered a child. Yeah, the Huns yeah. have killed. They're killing children. Yeah. Which historically, we already know that information. Mm-hmm. But within the context of a Disney movie, it's actually pretty intense. The big villains. Like that. Uh, yeah. He, like he, Mulan is a very good movie. It's okay. a very good movie. But also, Ming Na Wen's like, awesome. How. What a terrible idea for once there's only like, what, like 10 Huns at max, maybe five. They yeah. still want to go and steal the Emperor. That just seemed ill-advised. Like I did look at it and I'm like, how like did, they not, how did yeah. they not capture him? Anyways, it's all good. I like she's she's just a, a badass lady. I mean, it was International Women's Day this weekend. It so was. I think maybe I'm just thinking more. And I will say it was awesome. I thought I was going to do a lot more on the weekend, like be a lot more productive. And I was not productive to the point where on Sunday night, I accidentally just wound up watching cable because, I mean, I hate that when I just turn on the TV and then just have to watch commercials. 
but you just channel surfed no mad max fury road was on oh and so i was like mad max fury road so i turned it on i was like well i'll watch this while i decide what i want to watch <laughs> and two hours later i had watched mad max watch fury it. road but it bothered me because i watched it with commercials and usually i can find it like if i want to watch a movie i'll be like yeah. okay i've decided i want to watch this movie i'll now go find it without commercials but i just like had waited long enough while i was our, like our generation is is one of the last if not like the last generation to have that experience because like cara and cassie will never have that oh, specific yeah. experience yeah. of like I wonder what's on. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I don't have anything else to do and I'm bored. I'm going to turn the TV on and flip through the channels until I find something that I like. Mm-hmm. And I like, they just, everything is at their fingertips presently. Yeah. Um, so they just watch whatever they want, whenever mm-hmm. they want. And, and that it's, it's awesome for them, but there is uh there there was kind of like a magic in like a Saturday afternoon movie because most of the time the Saturday afternoon movie sucked, <laughs> right? Like most of the time you're like, I don't want to watch whatever this, I don't know, weird romantic comedy or whatever is. But then every once in a while it would be like, Condor Man. Do you remember Condor Man? Do you, you have any idea what I'm talking about? It's a Disney movie, and it's about a superhero, nice. and uh, and he's just he's got big he's got like big like wings. mechanical wings yeah. and flies around. And uh, I I couldn't tell you what the plot of a Condor Man movie is because they, this is like so I think the like, movies are originally from the 70s. Oh, it's not like Disney Channel like like Xenon. No, no, no. No, and it's old, much, much older than that. Like this is, but, the, I didn't have Disney Channel or cable or anything like that growing up. So, but, but I will say that that was, was really nice. KCBQ Fox Thirteen. I would not have, yeah, yeah. I get that yeah. reference. Um, but I would not have like just watched Mad Max Fury Road. But I yeah. forgot how, like, so awesome and lady centric that like, movie is. It's almost and so, better to accidentally, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like to uh, to stumble upon yeah. it and then be like. I am engaged enough that I will mute, mute these commercials and yeah. wait for you to come back again. And yeah. then just like watch these like awesome ladies. And also like the dude, I forget. I don't, I don't know the actor's name, but he's even. Uh, like, it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's just anyways. And I was like, this is exactly the what character's I name doing. is Mad Max. Uh, Mad, I mean, I got, I guess I, yeah. I know that. Yeah. But I just um, like, it was like exactly what I wanted to watch on International yeah. Women's Day. Fury Road is so good. And like, yeah, the, the, it is. I think it's probably one of my favorite, like, very feminist movies because yeah. it is about Furiosa. It is about the the whatever concubines or whatever. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what they were called in the movie, but wives. The, yeah, his wives. Breeders. Yeah. Both. Um, it's about them and Max, who is the main character in the Mad Max franchise for this movie, literally just shuts up. Yeah. Yeah. He barely, he barely talks speaks barely in the movie. talks and like yeah. it's it's actually <laughs> it's so powerful it's like I I who's the director George Miller I think yeah. So, yeah yeah um he's such a genius he's such like a visionary genius and the way that he tells stories without it's it's all show 
no tell, mm-hmm. right? Like no one, very few characters stop and give exposition. And when they do, it's always fun, right? Like it's always like a weird character giving mm-hmm. like a weird, like sing songy, <laughs> confusing explanation of, of the way that the things work in, in this world. But like the, the way that right from the get go with Max, we start the story, it's his adventure and then everything goes wrong and he ends up chained and and he's got the the, the thing muzzle. over the yeah. muzzle over his mouth and like that's our visual cue of like like what anything that max has to say in this movie is irrelevant it doesn't matter mm-hmm. like he's he's literally muzzled at the beginning and then once furiosa shows up and basically takes over the movie he just kind of sits back and 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 allows things to unfold um, and then uh, and then does what he has to when he has to. Um, but in service of their story, not yeah. in service of his own story, because his story is done yeah. for all intents and purposes. Yeah. He's just drifting. Right. It's yeah. Fury. But Rose then that he's and he's the one that gets them to go back. Like, yeah. I always think that that's a, like as I was watching it, it had been long enough that I was like, oh, yeah, now this is what happens. Yeah. And so like in my brain, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to the end where they go back and they. But I forgot that when they get back. Spoilers for Fury Road, I guess. But that when they get the back, it's not about getting back. It all takes place on the road. Like, it's such a brilliant movie. And it's also such a cool action movie. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, action is such my jam. Like, and it's, like, it's a thing that I I always forget about until I'm watching it. Because always I'm like, rom-coms all the way. But I'm like, no, man. A real good action movie, like... With, like, characters that matter. Because that's the no. thing that matters is that, like, I don't care about action for action's sake. But if somebody is threatened by the action that I care yeah. about. It's also why I like the Fast and the Furious movies or things like that. Because, like, I care about the characters first. See, and, like, I didn't know that you that you care about the Fast and the Furious movies. Which is very exciting. I mean, I don't love the Fast and the Furious movies. But I, I do care love about them. them. But like, I care about I, them. Like, yeah. I, I, at first, I didn't. Like, like the I'll say, like, the first four Fast and the Furious movies, not really that big of a deal. But from Fast Five forward, when they when they become action Just spy movies, yeah, like yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it becomes the franchise that it is now. Like basically, once The Rock is introduced, yeah. Um, I love those movies. They're so good. The, the last couple are so good. Uh, I can't wait for Fast Nine. Gone in sixty seconds was like one of my faves when I was oh, young. Yeah? I really like. I really like the movie. Also, I had a weird thing for Nicolas Cage as a child. I really enjoyed Nicolas Cage movies. I love Nicolas Cage and enjoyed him back then as well. But We've talked about but, this before because yeah. I didn't enjoy the ones that people think you should enjoy, like the classic yeah, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. I liked the real odd 90s Nicolas Cage yeah, movies yeah, yeah, yeah. that people were always kind of like. Oh, yeah. I, st- I still to this day haven't seen National Treasure, either of the National Treasure movies. So good. They're so good, I know. So I need to good, watch them. Mike. They're on Disney Plus, so I, I will Ooh, get around yeah, to it. Get they're definitely. It. Because again, they're just. Real good, like fun action, like yeah. intellectual action movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah. also Da Vinci Code, like there's just some that are like just fun. <gasps> Holy! What? Did I know that you have um from from a goofy movie um like Powerline? Powerline. I don't That's think I knew a, that you that had that. Was that... a gift from Matt Campbell. Well, Powerline like pop. Right, Funko yeah, Pop. Funko Pop. Ah, oh, so good. Sorry to totally. That was yeah, like a shiny moment where I just like had looked up. He's in my '90s section, so oh, there's a re- reboot, VHS, Powerline, and then Reptor. Rap- Reptor. Yeah, and then Voltron, oh, yeah. Legendary Defender. But it, yeah. that's not. He's not '90s. He's '80s. Oh uh, well, the original Voltron is '80s, but yeah. that's Legendary Defender, the, which the is the new one. one. Right. The, so, the new one. The new one. Yeah. 
Um, Did you I don't. Me, you got me Chucky. I think you at the same yeah. time you got Reptar. I got Chucky. Yeah, I got you Chucky. Yeah, because yeah. we had literally had a conversation. About, I think on you, one of the podcasts yeah, about, about it yeah. about how you like uh, yeah. Rugrats, yeah. and then I went to Toy Traders and saw it. And yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry. Yeah. You derailed us by talking no, about no. Mad Max Fury Road. That's what people are here for. Uh, yeah, for us to talk about three-year-old movies. Um, <laughs> is that, has it been that long? Yeah. Oh, at least. Yeah. Three yeah. Years, like yeah. two years old. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, but Black Widow, I mean, like it's coming out soon. Yeah. Mulan is coming out soon. Yeah. Mulan's one where we'll make an effort to see it opening oh, yeah. weekend yeah, yeah. or within the first week so that yeah. we can talk about it on the podcast. Nobody but, wants uh, to go see Emma with me right now. I'm really sad. Yeah. I really like, even like my friend who's my, my Jane Austen friend is, I'm like, you want to come see Emma? She's like, it's my least favorite Austen. <laughs> kind of like, man, Ouch. but at least you enjoy Jane Austen. Um, what's special about this one it's just an update the last time that there was a a classic emma because like clueless just everybody is aware is emma Mm -hmm. um best adaptation i think or one of the best anyways but the last time that there was like an emma i'm pretty sure was the gwyneth paltrow one which is like from the 90s or something like that so it's just like an update so this one is starring who i don't know someone that i know when i see her she's somebody she's somebody famous but i forget what her actual like I, I I forget I forget her name, but I want to say it's like, oh, I don't know. I'll remember in like two. Oh wait, nope. I don't know her name. Anna Taylor Joy. She just looks like somebody that I know. Okay. So it's probably just like a British. What's the one? What's the one that just happened that had, uh, Hermione in it. Oh, um, that is Little Women. Okay. With with um Saoirse Rowan or whatever, and yeah, and Rowan. yeah, that I also haven't seen yet, but I really want to see. I actually kind of just should. Bill Nye, he is in this one. In Emma. Is in Emma. Yeah, I'm sure. Like it, it seems like a good get. Like I kind of like when they put a little bit. Like I'm sure she's famous, but like. Um, yeah, that is literally the only actor that I'm seeing. In but this like, yeah, I'm but I like it because it means that they cast it then for oh, like, no. the characters. Connor Swindles. Have you watched Sex Education? Not yet. No. You have I, to I watch Sex Education. I know, I've heard that it's very Crystal good. and I just burned through the. It's only. It's only at this point sixteen episodes. It's two okay. eight episode seasons. If I don't you get will, on it now, I'll be mad. You yeah. will get through it so fast because I guarantee the second you start watching this this show, I've you're gonna. I started get it watching it. I didn't. I oh, but okay. I I think I started watching it when I wasn't in the mood to like yeah, yeah, watch yeah, yeah. that kind of a movie. To, so this actress show. is from The Witch. Okay. Um, is what she's really Was that famous the for the horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't know. Emma's just like it's just cute. But I'm also in a Jane Austen phase right now. Like I'm reading a lot of um adaptations of like Jane Austen books and so I really are there any Korean adaptations of Jane Austen funny you should say that Mike guess what is that where this was going no but it's no it's where it's why my brain is in Austen land right now like in my head funny fact I haven't actually watched Austen land but Korean drama stuff that you love yeah feels the same to me when you talk about it like it's very similar there's very so here's here's the irony about that yeah is that there is so like I love all Pride and Prejudice adaptations, okay. and so I'm trying to like blaze through all of the different ones. And yeah. so I was like googling Pride and Prejudice Korean adaptation, and there is a show called Pride and Prejudice that takes place in a lawyer's office with perse- prosecutors. And so 
Sometimes, though, I look for things and the Korean names aren't translated properly. Like yeah. Inheritors is like is actually heirs. And so if you're looking at it on Netflix, it's called Inheritors. And if you look for it on Vicky, it's heirs. And so you have to like know what you're looking for. So I erroneously looked up like Pride and Prejudice wasn't showing up on Vicky for yeah. me. And so I looked up like lawyer thing and this show called Lawless Lawyer came up and I was like, OK, that's probably what it is. So I watched like eight episodes of this show that has nothing to do with Jane Austen and just to do with lawyers. But it's the first time I watched a show that wasn't yeah. just like pure like rom-com. Yeah. It actually like has like murder and like it, So you just intrigue. watched a so I just watched like procedural. a Korean procedural drama basically <laughs> about these lawyers with like really terrible people around them. But it was like it was rather enjoyable. And then I found out that the Vicky that Vicky doesn't have the rights right now uh. to the Korean Pride and Prejudice. But also I'm kinda like who the heck has the Canadian rights to the Korean version of Pride? Like the Korean television like adaptation, yeah. which is like, again, it's, it's like an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Like I can't, I, honestly, I'm racking my brain for who it is that has the exclusive Canadian can distribution rights. Yeah. Because who who would have the exclusive distribution Canadian rights for a Korean drama? Yeah. I can't think of a single, because if it's not on Netflix and it's not on Vicky, so anybody, I'm, I'm asking you in the world. Also, actually, if people could do me a favor, could you check Am- on Amazon American? Prime? On, on well, I guess I could look Crave. at Amazon Prime, but I can't imagine that Amazon Prime or Crave have have Korean. Amazon dramas. Prime's had some weird well, stuff okay. lately. Yeah, Amazon Prime has weird things. I don't, I don't disagree I went, with that. Because Car and I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. I've talked about this a couple of times, uh, and she's really into Sonic right now. So um, I wanted to see if there was any Sonic stuff. So on on Netflix in Canada, we have Sonic Boom and Sonic X on Netflix. But I uh, those Sonic Boom is okay. Sonic X sucks. But I wanted to like, can I find the old stuff, like right. the '90s stuff? So I went on to all of the other services, and on Amazon Prime, they have all of it. I can imagine. They have, well, Amazon Prime has really so old stuff on it. Yeah. The problem is actually I keep looking on Amazon Prime for Pride and Prejudice, but they only have like certain things. And nothing has Pride and Prejudice like the Colin Firth adaptation yeah. for free anywhere you have to buy like a special package. Um but I guess I could look for Pride and Prejudice. Um anyways, I'll I'll look I'll look. But but honestly, that's the other thing is like I just don't know. Oh, there's apparently an adaptation called Pride and Prejudice a Latter-day Comedy that takes place in Utah and is about Mormons. And I am intrigued. And there you go. Anyways, what I'm, was I actually talking about? I don't know. It was something that no, that oh man, just Jane Austen stuff. It doesn't. Oh matter. yeah, Emma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm so I read. I just finished a book called Unmarriageable, which was a like a about pride. It was like Pride and Prejudice in Pakistan, okay. and um, but in, it's an English book. Um, but it was yeah, it was like good and enjoyable, and so I was like, I get in like when I read stuff like that, I get in like a mood to watch more pride, like more yeah. stuff that's like Jane Austeny. So um, I'm looking, I'm on the, I'm on the lookout for some Jane You're Austen. You're on the on prowl, the prowl for some more for some of that Austen for some of that Austen. <laughs> cool. Sure, but I haven't watched Austen Land, and I refuse to watch Bridget Jones's Diary. I should probably should get over it and watch Bridget Jones's Diary because I know that it's like the most classic adaptation. But like I just I can't with Renee Zellweger. Yeah, that's so. fair because it's. Like I don't, I've never watched the movie, but just from clips and pop culture knowledge, I know that her her British accent is it's too about it's, as bad it's as it so gets. British yeah. for me though. Is like I get like I can't I have a real hard time with um with so, some British shows like there's like they just make me physically yeah. uncomfortable, and so that's really I think what that is because the thing that's really upsetting about that is that like I mean 
Mark Darcy is played by Colin Firth, and it's mm-hmm. like that is that's the Darcy character, and everybody loves like it's like a classic trope. In I don't know if you're, aware, I'm gonna like give you some Pride and Prejudice knowledge here oh, yeah, that it's like it. an it's like an in joke that if you're doing a Pride and Prejudice adaptation, you have to get Mark, you have to get the Darcy character like wet in some way, so he's wearing uh, like a, a see through shirt because in the like classic like BBC Pride and Prejudice like six episode series, when she goes like. Just so everybody knows, the part that she actually like, falls in love with him really, arguably, is when she actually goes to Pemberley. Like she, she accidentally, like, she goes to Pemberley and she thinks he's not there, and then he actually is there. Mm-hmm. And so in this series, he went for a swim wearing his clothes in his lake, and so he's like walking out of the lake like dripping wet, and he runs into her at at his like mansion, yeah. and so it's just like she just got out of like this beautiful house that she had said no to being the like the the mist because by that time he's already like proposed to her and she said no yeah. and so it's the time that she not only just like saw this amazing beautiful house but then she sees this like gorgeous man coming out of like like just sopping wet and like wearing this anyways it's great it's classic okay. and so any good Pride and Prejudice adaptation will play homage he's to gotta, he, Colin he's Firth get wet. being yeah. Would there, would you say that Kylo Ren shirtless in The Last Jedi is in that same wheelhouse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because it's like wearing yeah. something that's slightly not what, you're, what your uniform I'm is. I'm really, really making an effort to try and understand <laughs> the female perspective, like, like in, specifically like the female gaze and how it relates to Adam Driver and Kylo Ren and um, like the obsession with with yeah. this character and the connection to Ray because obviously we've talked about it we talked about it during the rank stuff I did not get like nearly as invested in that stuff in in Force Awakens Force Awakens not at all like he was just a sleazeball. <sighs> And then in Last Jedi, it's like I could see they're trying to build something here, but I didn't understand it at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I'm coming to understand it. I was actually talking to somebody about The Last Jedi today, and he was saying that he didn't like certain choices that were in it, which is usually the conversation that comes up when you're talking to somebody about um, The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's cat hair all over the yeah. place in here. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I said to him, like, look, watch more Ryan Johnson stuff and you will come to realize there are no mistakes in Ryan Johnson films. Even if you think that the Canto Bite stuff is dumb or you don't like it or whatever, it slows down the movie. Uh, nothing in his films are accidental. He is such a meticulous filmmaker and I was talking about something else entirely. I was, we were talking about Luke Skywalker and some of the stuff with him. Um, but now I'm taking my own advice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, obviously he was including that stuff because he wasn't thinking of it from a traditional male perspective. Oh. Like, like Ryan Johnson was obviously vibing on all of this Jane Austen stuff that you're talking about, like, and I bet you anything if you talk to him about it, that it would be like, yep, that was definitely in there. Interesting. Because there's the way that you talk about 
the Korean drama stuff that you like, uh, like the romantic comedies and that sort of thing. And the way that you're talking about Jane Austen stuff right now, it's the same vibe that I get from ice. Now I have a couple of these Raylo friends on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, at first it was like, okay, I'm just like, I'm trying to make peace with them. Cause mm-hmm. I, cause I pissed them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to be a jerk or mm-hmm. like, you know, ignore that part of the star Wars fandom. Cause it's becoming a very big part of it. And then it slowly became like a curiosity of like, like, why are they so obsessed? And now like it's, it's transforming into like a mutual appreciation where I'm like, obviously this is there. It's there in the movie. I missed it because I was watching the movie with a purely male perspective and missing so many of these things. And uh, I don't know, like, we don't need to revisit our ranking because all this does is strengthen the last Jedi oh, yeah. for me oh. and oh. cement it so as good. number one. So um, but I, uh, but I'm very interested when Rise of Skywalker uh, comes out on home video in a couple weeks to watch it, and we're gonna do uh, a commentary. We're gonna sit down and throw it on the TV and watch it while we talk about it. Um, and I'm very excited to do that because. Now I have all this extra information that I didn't have the last few times that I saw the movie. And I like, I want to see, I have my own problems with that movie, Mm -hmm. but the, the Raylo fandom has much bigger problems and I'm like interested to dig back into it. But before I do that, I think I want to sit down and watch the last Jedi again. Oh yeah. And maybe even go all the way back to, to the force awakens so that I can, but like sort of see it from the beginning there. Because, I was Raylo from Dar- Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Dar- Darcy is like he's a jerk, right? Yes. That's he, that's yes. the 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 enemies to lovers yes. trope starts there. Kind yes. Of. And the thing the thing with Darcy and like because I don't understand but, this trope. But this it's is not but this is the I thing is that like Darcy things. is a jerk because yeah. society has set him up to be a jerk because he has been rich and privileged his whole life and he thinks that he's entitled to everything. And if so you when just he, said that yeah. and. Did didn't say Darcy and said Kylo, Ben you Solo yeah, yeah. or yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. So the, the thing that happens in Pride and Prejudice, and this is why I love adaptations no matter what, yeah. because it's always like a different version of this of this thing. And it's yeah. cultural. It's across cultures because every culture could have a different version of this, right? Yeah. Like there's different things that lead to different things. And one of the other things in Pride and Prejudice always is that there's another character, Wickham, who... Um, corrupts the youngest daughter and okay. that actually compromises elizabeth's ability to like be with darcy in the end because okay. it, it like could tarnish her reputation yeah. so there's always like that is like the core of it is that like darcy's there he's a jerk he she hates him by the middle of the film because he's he's screwed up a lot of stuff for her for her family he yeah. um has been an outright jerk but he loves her and and comes to her in a point where she has she has basically like she they're in the same place yeah. and she's so mad at him that she cannot go to dinner yeah. and and like be with him and he comes to sort of be like why weren't you there like by the way I love you and I'd like to marry you yeah. and she goes are you kidding me right now I hate you beyond all belief how do you think I would ever marry you which and, is the second death the thing, star but the thing it's the fight yeah, on the second yeah. death star <laughs> but the thing but the thing for darcy yeah is that he genuinely 
does not understand how she could not love him. But because she says enough stuff to him where she's like, this is why I don't love you. This is why I don't love you. This is why I don't love you. And this is why I don't love you. And none of those things are disputable. It's just perspective. Like he thought he was doing something really honorable. But when he read it from her perspective, he goes, oh, okay, I get how you think I was a jerk. But the best part about this is that he writes her a letter and then leaves her alone. Yeah. And that's like ultimately the best thing about Darcy is that he goes, okay, sure. Uh, I'm sorry. Here's yeah. here's my perspective. But cool. And then he just like leaves her alone. And the yeah. only reason that they come back in contact is because she goes to his house because she's on vacation with her parents. And that's what they did in the olden times. They just went to these big mansions because she thinks he's not there. And she runs into him again. Yeah. And then he, by that point, has reassessed his entire life. And realize that he's a jerk yeah. and acts differently towards her and her family <laughs> because he changes who he is yeah. as a person. Also, he has a do- he has a sister that he like loves and she meets him with a sister. And you know how people like have different yeah, relationships yeah, yeah. with different people? Yeah. And it's that people around him start realizing, like they start talking about him in a way that she didn't see before because they know at his core he was actually a good person. So this is, this is, I'm going to, this is, I think, why they're so upset is because what you just described is so close to Rise of Skywalker, but obviously Rise misses the mark, and then he dies at the end, and that's yeah, yeah. the thing that they're the most yeah. upset about. And I, get I that. mean, I will say, Mark Darcy but... didn't kill anybody, but <laughs> certainly not galactic <laughs> like, genocide. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't. He wasn't that I, terrible. At the end but... of the day, my argument's always gonna be like, okay, so you got what you wanted. Kylo Ren survives. Ben Solo specifically survives. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the galaxy, he's Kylo Ren. Although maybe he's not because he doesn't have the mask. Who knows? There are too many questions yeah. unanswered in, uh, it, in the sequel he, trilogy. He, because yeah. actually, like, I just convinced myself that it doesn't matter. If all anybody's ever seen is the, is is the, the mask, the mask. Yeah, then. if Ben Solo shows up again... There's going to be a handful of people in the resistance for sure, right? Yeah, like Conix definitely but... knows. Obviously yeah. Poe knows. Obviously yeah. like like Finn and and Rose know, but but like the majority of people does, yeah, yeah. did Snap Wexley know that Ben Solo was Kylo Ren? It that's unclear. Right, yeah. right? And 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 a lot of people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them died in the last Jedi. Yeah. So there's really only a handful of people that might have had an issue with it. Maybe he could have survived. Maybe it could have been fine. Because he was a different. Could have been it was happy. like a different. Anyways, it's it's the idea of circumstance, like circumstances, and Dang, and like I think I might have become York, a Raylo in the last couple of months. Yeah, I did I draw. I, I so did much. draw. I, you did. It was great. Kylo Ren. <laughs> that was last week, last Tuesday, while Matt and I were recording Rebel Cells, talking about the Clone Wars, and I was just, I it just started as like an idle sketch, and then it turned into like, oh. Cool. I just drew Kylo Ren. Like I did Ben Solo. I keep using them interchangeably, but specifically I drew Ben Solo yeah. um from the end of the movie. And I uh, and at the end of it I was like, why did I draw Oh no, I think I like this character. <laughs> it's the worst. Cause I like we talked about. I hated Kylo Ren. I hated him so he much. Has always been my favorite. I know, he and I didn't understand it. Favorite. I didn't understand but, it. But, but that's, now I'm starting but to. But that's like but that is the thing is like when you like that the it's, scene where he takes off his mask yeah. and the and the and the conversation with Ray yeah. is he's just a he's just a boy that yeah. like 
is is like manipulated by these yeah. four but anyways that there's something just always and i remember like coming back from force awakens and you being like how do you think those characters and me thinking yeah. i was wrong yeah. at that point yeah, in time yeah, yeah, yeah. because you convinced me that there was no way on earth yeah. that they were gonna make those characters be together but i was like no but obviously because they connected in that scene like they connected yeah. so much yeah that like she became a freaking Jedi because of him. Yeah. Like it's just like it's just like there's so much, but there was so much about just like him searching for something, and even in the forest and him like him catching. It's why I love that like um Star Wars celebration sketch, the one where like it, he's holding her. And it so like I I think you might have mentioned it, but other people have mentioned it online to me as well. That like that's the way that he carries her is what it's like a marriage carry or something like that. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like when you scoop someone up yeah. and like through like across a threshold. Because he could, yeah. he could carry her. In, he like, could a have fire. He could have fireman carried her. But like he that's how he, you take. He actually he, no. He he takes. He, he's not he, taking a prisoner. No, no, no. He carries he's, her like she's carries, precious yeah, 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 to him. Yeah, yeah. And that's like even very in that moment, important. Like, very early in their yeah. story together. The yeah. first time it, he it, sees her, like, he picks her up. like she's this is yeah. This is why everybody needs to stop. Slow down. And listen to other human beings because the way you see the world is not necessarily the way that other people see the world. And that doesn't make you right or wrong. It just makes it a different perspective. And I had one ideology about this character and his journey Mm -hmm. and what that meant to Star Wars. And I am beginning to have a completely different antithetical understanding of kylo ren because of my exposure to these other ideas Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's been a really cool experience because like at start at first it was like uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna prove all of these these raylo fans wrong i'm not a jerk i'm not an ass Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a nice guy (laughs) right and it kind of was a little bit spiteful of like i'll show them how nice i can be (laughs) i'll be polite and i'll (laughs) ask them questions and then they'll feel like real jerks for being so mean to me and then slowly like that opening the door that little wedge allowed more information to come through and for me to then become friends with some of these people and now it's like like a couple of them like they're the people who i interact with on twitter right now more than (laughs) almost anybody else because it's just because i have issues with rise of skywalker and so do they and there's like a there's a common thread there and so there's a bit of catharsis in working that out with people and in that process, discovering what they love about this connection between these two characters yeah. and then me discovering, like, I think I actually really like this connection, too, because it's it's it is actually very meaningful and it does enrich <clears throat> the story and it changes the dynamic. Um, and it's 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 almost a fulfillment of wanting Anakin and Obi-Wan to just kiss sometimes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I and stuff like that, like like which I say jokingly. But but I think there are probably fans out there that have that feeling. But like this, like the thing is, and this is how we'll get into the conversation about politics. Everybody is so entrenched in their own belief structure, in their own mm-hmm. ideologies that like you just shut off possibility and it's like i love star wars and i loved the last jedi before i loved so many things about it 
but there was this part of it where I was like, I don't care for that element. Mm -hmm. And then I start having these conversations and now I'm starting to go like, I think I actually really dig it. And now I like that movie more. And that's like, there's no downside to that. There was no downside. I made friends. (laughs) I expanded my understanding of star Wars and I expanded my understanding of women and their perspective and the female gaze, which is not something is something that if you had said to me, I'd be like, yeah, I know what that is. And clearly no. I had no right. idea what it was yeah. because I had this perspective that was like, like you guys are wrong. No, it's, you the, know, the, there's something too about um, like men in domestic spaces. So the thing about, um, like that scene in Rise of Sky because it's so funny that you equate it to Dar- like it's just so because this yeah. is just my lived reality like yeah. I've never equated Mr. Darcy with Kylo Ren but yeah. the fact that like in my brain that's such a common like I just live that narrative all the time that I understand that and yeah, like yeah, yeah. the ability to change your mind and, and how is like in enriches like all of the narratives that I read basically but if you're thinking about because I kind of liked Anakin right like I liked Anakin when yeah. we were when we were like I liked but there's That's scenes... how we became friends. <laughs> yes, yes. But there are scenes where they like try to make Anakin sexy and it just yeah. doesn't work. And one of the problems is is that they're not thinking about Anakin from like a female perspective. Anakin is always presented yeah. through a male gaze. Like yeah. like and they and they try they anyways. It's just he's, like to deconstruct he's, that he's, he's powerful. He's, he's and basically he's, yeah. But even yeah, when he's in his house, like whatever. he's wearing like he's sort of put upon. And he's wearing this weird robe thing, and yeah. like it's just like it's not. He's not presented in any way that is like in like interesting. Yeah. But there's twice where Kylo Ren is like really, and it's when you see him in isolation, just doing things himself. Like the yeah. first one is the first time that they force connect, where he's just like getting his face fixed, and he's just like in this sort of silent space, and he just sort of like stops, and is like, there's just something really endearing. When like, he endearing. Uh, they don't when notice they, each they, other, they don't know each they other, just notice and then and he happening. and he um what is it like risky business slides outside, and he's just like he's yeah. just this little like kid that's kind of like what's going on, yeah. and then he's like. And then she asks him something and he, you know, he clocks it, you know, he heard her, but he chooses, he's, he's thinking it through. And instead he, he tells her something like, it's this idea that like, he, she says, she, she says, says villainous, villainous snake, snake or, and he, yeah. and he and says, he you're not doing this. Question. And he's yeah. saying, he's like, this, the effort would kill you. Like yeah. he, he, he's a, he understands that she's, he, it, but yeah, it's just the, the change of perspective on that character is, is so fascinating to me because i had so many ideas about and i really thought that i knew what they were trying to do with him and why he existed in the narrative and then all of this kind of changes that and so before i took those moments as like he's a jerk he's just a jerk so when he's doing that he's just being dismissive he's like whatever have your little temper tantrum but that's not what it is it's i don't care that you're mad I like I understand why because you feel I that way. Because I am a jerk. I am a jerk. Because I, I accept those things about myself, but I have feelings for you, so I forgive it. <laughs> In his brain, that's what he's thinking. A little bit more, like, and he's like curious. He, like he's like, why? He's what's just going like, on? He's just like, like how I'm not going to engage in the fight because I don't want to fight with you. I actually just want to kiss you on the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in his brain, he's just like. Yeah, whatever. How is this happening? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Like, like he, what's like going he, on? I imagine something, and it became real. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Like, if like, really like someone like, is fulfilling my every, yeah, my yeah, every yeah. wish. Yeah, no. It, but, how but did the, we like, end up in such a deep Star Wars conversation oh, without ever planning to? Always, but, like, always. because we're us. But I just want to say, 
the scene where he's shirtless yeah. in the Last Jedi. The thing that's exciting about that scene is that it's an awkward, like he's not like naked. Yeah. And he's wearing like he's he's got a lot of clothing on at yeah. that point in time. It but it's also because he's sort of like it's in this sort of half uniformy state too, yeah. that there's something about that that's like but it's and it's also too the fact that to him it just sort of is like it's just like a dismissive thing where he's yeah. just like is not anyways. It's a it, yeah it's like it a, it is it's it's Snoke slash Palpatine's probably it's one of his biggest mistakes in connecting the two of them is like obviously I th- I think that his plan was to bring them together. It's so hard because the Palpatine stuff is so dumb. Yeah. But it's so dumb. Like, what was Palpatine trying to accomplish? Was Snoke independent of Palpatine? It's really we unclear, need answers yeah. on so many of these things yeah. in order to really understand it. Yeah. And hopefully, the novelization helps with a lot of this. But, mm-hmm. um, because I I think with the information we have right now, Snoke, although he was a puppet for Palpatine. Snoke was independent of Palpatine. Oh yeah, I think and I think that his, yeah. Snoke had machinations that he was going to use Kylo Ren to overthrow Palpatine and become. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a that Lord makes sense. That Sith. makes sense. And so, if he could manipulate Rey as well, or yeah, like, and make so her his plan was yeah. to connect the two of them, and then in connecting them, at some point, Palpatine got wise to like, wait a second, that's my granddaughter, oh, right? Yeah. And and that's when it kind of all comes together, but like that was the mistake was connecting the two of them, because that allowed them to start to see each other f- <coughs> from one another's perspective, mm-hmm. um, and and it and it it opens the door for everything that happens at the end of Rise of Skywalker. So, um, anyways, we will talk a lot more about Rise of Skywalker in a dedicated fashion later, yeah. but yeah, I it's it. We're in a really interesting time. I mean, I think it's always an interesting time to be alive because society is always changing and evolving. But but we're so connected, um, and we're able to 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 find our tribes and and develop these deep connections with people online, um, and and that's such a great thing. But it can be turned to evil so easily, and. We're, it's so frustrating to see it even on the the liberal side uh with the democratic party that they like look i don't think that joe biden is a great candidate for president of the united states i don't I, far from it there's there are so many reasons his his mental acuity and the very obvious decline being like yeah, chief among them, but I like we're it, we're in such a bad spot right now <laughs> with the Republican Party and how much party it, how much uh, power it has, and I it's it, be careful what I say here because I don't mean to say that Republicans are all evil. It's not the Republican Party that is the problem it's it's the unchecked power it's the it's the imbalance in their system right now because it's supposed to be a two-party system for a reason there's supposed to be checks and balances that maintain 
and to lean into and you have to lean into some extremist values in order to maintain that power because the population doesn't know any better and is like i think for me the issue is that there are so many sort of single issue people or people that are just about one extreme or the other or one specific one specific candidate or one specific thing and i think that like that you see it that republicanism tends to like lean into that extreme yeah. a little bit. Well, I I think I think that one of the problems is that is that the right-wing ideologies some of which are are perfectly fine and acceptable and should be ideologies in a in a democratic society. Um like things like small government and 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 stuff like that and 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 you know, I I isn't it pretty federalist like like independence of of um yeah of states versus nation exactly. and like that yeah. it's sort of like and a that, checks and balances type yeah system. that stuff yeah. that stuff is definitely important but i think that when that stuff is bent towards um and i i don't think that they that this corporate stuff is is democrat or republican liberal or conservative i think they they I, but I do think that corporate politics takes advantage of right wing ideology. And and I think that the way in the United States, especially that Christianity has become so tied to the right wing ideology, it, it's it's not an accident. It's there because it's a it's a construct, a machination that people in power have put there to connect these two ideologies so that Republicans are able to go out on the campaign trail and say to people who consider themselves good Christians, these are your values because this passage in the Bible says so. And you take the, the, the words in the Bible as literal truth from God Therefore, if I can tell you this says this, you now have to vote for me because to vote against me would be to vote against God. Right. Which is just and it just is like that's so. But but at the end of the day, that's in service of maintaining a power structure that allows corporations to do whatever they want and get away with. In some cases, I think literal murder. Right. And it it's it's just with the way that the the and obviously like in with the uh, with midterm elections it kind of swung back a little bit towards the Democratic side, but like like for a while there it it was the Republican show, and like they had everything and and certainly like like Trump abusing his executive powers left, right, and center every opportunity. Um, And he's still doing it. It's just that like right now we're more concerned with the world falling apart because of whatever other thing that's in the news story right now, it's coronavirus, Right. But all of that stuff, they, they, you know, like he, just, they just do stuff like yeah. he's just signs things when nobody's paying attention now. So I always um, go through all the time. It's crazy. I was telling you about the book that I was reading before yeah. we started. Um, everything is effed. Yeah, effed. you can say effed. Um, a book about hope, and the interesting thing about it is that it's it's so up my alley because it's talking about like the uncomfortable truth that really 
we don't matter and nothing yeah. matters. And so and so what he talks about in it is the idea of faith and the concept of hope. But he does it in a way that he I think is very secular, but he can't get away you can't get away from a conversation about hope without talking about religion. Yeah. But the way he's doing this is all very scientific and breaking down like why religions matter like th- like theistic religions mm-hmm. and but then also talking about ideological faith like capitalism or socialism or things like this and then also like the 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 like um i don't know like the cult of personality or whatever that he doesn't call it the cult of personality but like the idea that all of these things like right wing or left wing there's these things that set us up to like believe in something or have faith or all of these different things but one of the things he talks about too is and it's making me reevaluate because you know extremism in any form is not good and there's mm-hmm. a lot of left-wing extremism which is um interesting um and that and he breaks that down a little bit like it's a very fair i think in like scientific like approach to how we deal with such a messed up world and a lot of it comes from the idea and i haven't finished the book i'm on like chapter seven but hopefully i'll finish it very soon um but he is talking in this book about how individuals and what we think about we constantly are being like there's a whole chapter on how to start a religion and it just talks about how you manipulate people to believe different things yeah and that it it's so science like in the way that he does it where he's just like if you examine anything that people follow here are the basic tenets of religion of ideology of of sports of like all of these things where it's like what do you need to get people to day after day believe the same things that you believe and and act on that and and it's just it's just really really interesting how all sides do it like yep. right and left the thing that's scary about Joe Biden that I think is interesting is that or at least from like from a from a liberal perspective the thing that I find it interesting is that people are like someone I don't know if this was real but there was like a quote somewhere that was like a Donald Trump um thing where he was like poking at joe biden saying that like actually i'll do better at joe biden than like like keeping you more protected and like more socially like yeah like protected than joe biden could like he was pushing joe biden more central than his idea because joe biden is such a centrist candidate in a way that is like when you're combating somebody that is so extreme they know how to use extremism on both sides of that it's like it it's like the cent the center in my opinion, is not it's it's safe, but it's not gonna do anything exciting. Like yeah. it's not gonna yeah. help the world or. Oh, it's definitely like, it's maintained just, status quo, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that people that people are saying right now about this this upcoming election is that like Trump versus Biden is okay. Well, let's not vote for Trump because that's a vote for putting children in cages and 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 uh you know uh, travel bans and all sorts of crazy stuff that they've been doing um but a vote for joe biden even if it's like to return to the previous status quo like people were still dying yeah and that's (laughs) bad stuff was still happening even when obama was president and it's like is that it's not a progressive move forward which uh bernie sanders or elizabeth warren were like they were both trying to progressive moves forward it's also the reason why i don't think that either one of them can be the 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 presidential candidate warren would have been my vote if i were american that's that's how i would have voted but i 
because uh, I think that she's an incredibly smart person yeah. and uh, and and actually has the leadership skills that it would take in order to make some of these things become a reality. Um, but but the problem there is very simple. I mean, like I, I broke it down very simply for for Crystal earlier when she was like, I don't understand why Bernie Sanders can't. And it's like, well, because he's a Jew. <laughs> and I say that as a Jew, like it, like uh, there's just what we've discovered in the last three and a half years is that America, North America, the world is a lot more racist specifically anti-semitic and and i i i don't know i i anti black i guess i anti african american but it's not just america um but but like the world is a very very racist place and although racists have gotten had gotten very good at going out in the world and putting on the mask of I'm a like uh, decent a, a decent human being that, that cares about his fellow man I uh, the 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 scariest thing that Trump has done is is embolden them to come out of the shadows and just speak Be, their truth yeah. right and and like that like it just that reality, and and the I think uh, institutional sexism, racism, misogyny, all of that stuff just tells me that like if like look at what happened with Hillary, uh, regardless of anything else, slogan nobody could get yeah. behind her. She didn't have anything. But but it also like I don't think any of that would have mattered. I really just. Like Warren had Warren had the best racist. the best speeches, the best talking points, the best policies, and yet she was essentially shouted down by a bunch of men. I forgot that it, Joe it, Biden like, was running. I mean, me. I'm not paying attention as much yeah. as I should to American politics, but I straight up forgot Joe Biden was running until Warren dropped out. Yeah. Like I like I and and Buttig- Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. like yeah. I knew he was running, but like I, Joe Biden is so unmemorable to me that like I just like straight up and I was like this guy's the front. Anyways, both of these what you're talking about are mm. relevant to coronavirus right now. Yeah, which is interesting. Before we get into that, we're gonna break because we have to. Oh yeah. Have some ads, so we're gonna do that right now, and then we're gonna get into the coronavirus. Part. Ooh, fun. I'm sure that whoever Stick our advertisers are are really <laughs> Stick happy. Stick around for the coronavirus conversation. They're in a, a Joe Biden coronavirus <laughs> sandwich. Um, go ahead. Well, okay. So again, because that you, you t- I talk about stuff from wherever I am, but like the yeah. um, the book like uses um, like it quotes stuff about how as soon as there's like a crisis, like a, like an earth crisis, like a, like an earth crisis, like a, what are they called? Natural disaster or something yeah. that people, a crisis on infinite be, yeah, earth, yeah, something like yeah. that, that people tend to lean into religion and ideology much more. Yep. So right now, if there was ever a time to elect a radical Jew to the president of the United States, it would probably be after a pandemic, like coronavirus almost wipes out 2% of the population. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. I can see how that that might work for you, but but that's not 
that's not. <laughs> I'll just just a, a, a history lesson that uh, Hitler and the Nazis killed the majority of Jews on the planet. So what's left is like Jews were a minority before World War II. They are more so a minority now. And there are a lot of people, I think, who um, I identify as Jewish, like myself, but that, like, I wasn't raised Jewish. I didn't go to Hebrew school. I wasn't bar mitzvahed. Like, none of that stuff, right? Like, I'm uh, talking about religion. I'm Christian, right? But uh, my heritage is is Jewish. Um it, it, I mean, it's a lot more complicated than that, but I, I, the, the, the Jewish culture has been very, um, sort of diluted by history, right. And by the passage of time. So, so that, that ideology, Jewish ideology, I don't think is one that really has a lot of sway. Whereas Christian ideology uh, just bulldozes over everything it encounters, right? But I didn't. So here's the, and that's I mean, the Republican ideology. But is, you can call me, you can call me ignorant because that's, yeah. that's what this is a little bit. But I actually didn't know Bernie Sanders was Jewish until a couple of weeks ago when somebody tweeted, "Hey, just in case people are upset now that there's only." like white men running yeah i would like people to remind to like remind people that there was like swastikas like yeah drawn and i was like oh bernie sanders is jewish i guess this this must have happened just after warren dropped out that somebody he had he had a rally last week and at his rally last week uh uh one specific guy showed up with a flag and like draped it and was screaming basically but the society is so effed like honestly and I mean, I pay a relative amount of a, of like mm-hmm. attention to politics, and and Bernie Sanders' religion in no way. I don't even know if he's Jewish religious, if he's like religiously Jewish, or if he's like culturally Jewish, or. I think it's I think it's more cultural. But, I don't. He doesn't. But, it's not like he gets like, up there and yeah, he, like he quotes because, but the that's Torah the thing, is that, Like I haven't. I it in no way was a factor yeah. in what I thought about Bernie Sanders. To me, Bernie Sanders is the dude that got arrested at a bunch of protests when he was in his twenties, right? Like that's what I think of Bernie Sanders. So yeah. I just think, I don't know. It's just it's just sort of like I it, I I would love to believe that the world is ready to 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 elect a Jewish man to be the president of the United States. I would love that, but like. <laughs> Like I said, like we've just we've learned so much in the last few years how many people out there would actually given the chance welcome back the Nazi party and its ideologies, specifically the murder of people like me and my family. Right. Like and that it's like it is it's beyond upsetting for me like it's 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 at times terrifying that that's that that reality is still out there that something that i didn't choose to be and that my family certainly didn't choose to be uh like 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 cara and cassie have like they didn't they didn't decide to have the last name cohen um and traveling in the united states is something that that like I have to think about 
Right. Right. Because who knows when things swing one way or the other in a specific area that I might be traveling through. Washington state is very, very right wing. And there's a lot of anti-Semitic pockets in it. Um, as, as close to us as like an hour away. So it's, uh, yeah, but that's, that's not new. That's I've known that most of my life. But it's the it's the fact that they've been emboldened, like emboldened to like comes back again. like th- they've their beliefs have been validated by the the current yeah. office of the president of the United States, which is a like that's the scary part. That's the truly terrifying part is that a a, a government that should know better and historically. Um, I, but I guess, like, when I talk about that and, like, I, I'll prove myself wrong, America didn't get into the war until it became their fight. They didn't care about Jewish yeah. people being yeah. murdered, right? It wasn't until Pearl Harbor that America was like, well, I guess we should do something about this. Yeah. Um, thankfully, being Canadian, we we have a better track record there. Injustice oh, yeah. was happening. Because we, we, well, we were mostly British at that time, to be for fair. Sure. <laughs> but... but, but yeah, but still, like, it, you know. Does anybody outside of Canada know how much we have an affinity with the Netherlands because of <laughs> of World War II? It's, like, know. one of our only things was that we, like, liberated a lot of the Netherlands. Or yeah. Like that. I just um, think it's cool. Yeah, and if you travel there with a Canadian yeah, flag on your awesome. backpack, it's, uh, it's you great. get treated very nicely. Um, but, yeah, all, like, this coronavirus stuff, I think it's it's not – it's actually not a big deal at all. <laughs> it's there are certainly things that we should all be doing and and being informed on this stuff is important. And it's a big deal to certain immunocompromised or like yeah. elder populations. Like yes. There is, yeah. there, there are there is a high risk population. There is a danger to people who are at risk, but to the rest of us, um wash your hands. And if you're feeling sick, if you have the ability, and this is what what really sucks is that a lot of people don't have this ability, people in the service industry and that sort of thing, they they can't just stay home. But if you have the ability, like, just just stay home. If you think you've got a cold, if you think that you're sick, just don't go out. Don't don't expose other people. So the scary... But that's the stuff that we should be doing regardless we should be doing like this is how we should treat each other and how should we should take care of ourselves on a regular basis hygiene is a good idea and now we're just being reminded that we should be washing our hands and not putting our hands in our mouths after we've touched money and which is public facilities i've now become like a hand washing fiend yeah there was a second part of my coronavirus like um politics thread that i'll remember later and uh bring up but right now let me tell you about brunch on saturday where i went for brunch yeah um, it's coronavirus related. Don't worry, I didn't go okay. off topic. But um, I went out with my friend who is a server in the yeah. Vancouver service industry and has been like not getting a ton of shifts recently, and is like, if I get sick, I cannot afford to not go to work, and I am a server that serves people, and I know that I'm probably gonna get coronavirus at some point in time, and like that mentality yeah. of just being like, yeah, I understand. Like that's how you because of like. Yeah. Lack of. So anyways, while we were there having this conversation about coronavirus at the end of my dinner, at the end of my like 
the woman came around to like refill coffee and she's like, do you want a little bit more coffee? I was like, yeah, I'll like have a little bit more coffee. And then took my coffee cup that I've been drinking out of and took the pot of coffee and touched it right up to the lip of my coffee mug as she poured it and then did the same thing for my friend and then I watched her do it at the table beside me and I was yeah. like I cannot drink this coffee anymore but like high basic hygiene is like yeah. such a like just be safe in how you're like I don't know but also the ser- there's like a certain amount of, of like responsibility that also that comes yeah. in that the service it's, industry like. I think I think so there, the, the panic has set in right now and the and it's and it's a little bit ridiculous, um, and like the like the toilet paper thing, the bottled water thing, um, I get it. In some areas, this makes sense, and I think like people are reacting to what happened in China in Wuhan province, with people being isolated and told not to leave their homes, and like for a while there, it was I think it was like you could leave your home one day a week <laughs> to go out and get stuff. And because of that, like, like nothing was moving around the country. Right. Right. So like people who would drive the truck with the toilet paper from the warehouse to the store weren't doing that. So the toilet paper existed. It's not that it didn't exist. It just wasn't getting from point A to point B because nobody was allowed to leave their house. Mm -hmm. So when you did get your one day that you could go out, you would go out to get your sundries and and food and whatever to for to get through the next week and there would be nothing because there's nobody to do it so that created a situation there and and i don't know like i'll just plead ignorance on this i don't know what the drinking water situation is like in china so i won't talk specifically i assume it's not nearly as good as it is in vancouver because we have a world-class filtration system system, and our drinking water is better than most bottled water (laughs) so in in vancouver and i'm sure in a lot of metropolitan cities uh bottled water is just harmful to the environment it's not actually even better than the water coming out of your tap Mm -hmm. in vancouver that is certainly true in the okanagan it's true as well in many areas of canada it is not true we will we will not absolutely we always are very keen to identify that there are places that are having yeah and that's but that's the point right that's the point is that like if like identify the the things that that you do need to be concerned about specifically don't react emotionally to the the panic and just do the thing that everybody else is doing like just the the sort of mass hysteria i hate using the word hysteria now knowing the the context of it but but you know mass panic i i don't give into that stuff because like what is true for one scenario isn't true for another our our water system is going to be fine. We're going to have drinking water in Vancouver. It's not going to be a big deal. You don't need to buy cases of bottled water. <laughs> Although I will say that uh, the the strikes with the Canadian Pacific Railroad that we were having a while ago because of the um or not the strikes the um protests that were shutting down the, the railroad that was a different things, thing. It's totally different. different but one of the things that they were saying is that it yeah. would impact our drinking water, ironically, because the chlorine wouldn't be able to be transported yeah. from one place to another because they use the trains. I thought that, that was interesting. Yeah. It's when all these social things impact one another. Like, that yeah. that is really the scariest thing right now is actually not the virus. Because here's the thing. Most people are going to probably get coronavirus. Yep. Like, it's a, it's a virus. You're going to get it. You're going to stay home. 
are going to get better. The majority of people in cases. The majority but, of people haven't even noticed that they've had coronavirus, yeah. and that's why yeah. it's spreading so much. Yeah. Because but, they just think, oh, I've got the sniffles. Says, I've yeah. got a little bit of a fever. I don't feel good today. But the thing is, is that it's like if it shuts down stuff on a massive scale, yeah. that it's going to ha- start to have serious economic consequences. Which brings me to what I think is the most important topic about coronavirus right now. Is Well, okay, no, that's I, I take it back. There are lots more important things. But from my perspective in my industry, yeah. it's already having significant impacts on the future of the film and television landscape for the next year. Yeah. So um, if people don't know and they haven't heard, South by Southwest got canceled. Yeah. South by Southwest is one of the largest conferences in the world uh, or like 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 festivals. Like yeah. not only is it a film festival, but also like tech, um, like music, uh, VR, like all sorts yep. of stuff like art and theater. And it's an intersection of a lot it's of different pieces of art and tech and yeah. prestigious festival. Yeah. Anybody, a lot of people too, to get into South by Southwest, you have to be a premier, which means that you can't have really premiered elsewhere. So you use South by Southwest as a way to get connections. And yep. anyways, it's going to have a huge impact on people that were trying to sell films and make connections. Yep. Right now, too, there is a ban in France on any gathering of more than 5,000 people. And if people, I'm sure, are aware, the Cannes Film Festival takes place in France. And that takes place in May. Yep. And last year... The Cannes Film Festival changed the fabric of cinema for the year because Parasite won the Palme d'Or. And everybody knows what happened with Parasite after that. So this year, there was so much hype about thinking, rethinking the intersection of, um, like, like, um like art house or, 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 um, highbrow film for a word, like a better or worse, whatever word you want to use for films that are showcased at the Cannes film festival, having an actual intersection with the populist entertainment that yeah. is awarded at the Academy Awards as being this sort of great, um, breaking ground to be like, what could we possibly do in the next years to come for heralding independent foreign cinema or just independent cinema in general that could actually have these substantial consequences. So they've been planning the, like, people have been planning for the last year what is going to be featured at Cannes, who, what they're applying for. Just, so the, the, But, the, like, the, the Cannes Film Festival has serious things where they bring all these people and this population into the 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 media landscape and the um like the market to sell work internationally and get stuff picked up and there are like very cool awesome things that even me as a filmmaker wants to be a part of like the short film market is something that um people can apply for every year and that when you get it's like one of one of the best ways to start getting your stuff talked about or seen internationally um and like as as independent content creators how you could potentially get money and and stuff for your film like it's just it's just like really going to be interesting how that shapes the landscape for the next few years also knowing i think mip tv was supposed to happen this year or this week or something like there's other big like television based like broadcasters that rely on these markets to populate their their channels in the next few years Mm -hmm. and it's gonna have i mean i i will be immediately impacted because my job relies on people buying television at these markets so yep Yep, know. and 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 those two examples certainly won't be the last. Um, and depending on how long this this goes on for, it it could affect a bunch of things. I mean, like I, I'm genuinely worried about Star Wars Celebration going forward oh, yeah. in in <clears throat> in August. Um, 
we're still a ways out from that, so so we'll and see. And hopefully it'll be... But... Oh, and this is something scary, too, because I keep thinking, like, oh, the summer will be better, because also, like, hotter populations are not feeling the impact as yeah. much in certain areas. But, so Trump used this lovely... So I get a lot of my facts from the John Oliver show, because I like John Oliver, yeah. like, last week tonight with John Oliver. And his coronavirus episode, he used yeah. a bunch of Trump quotes where Trump was saying, oh, it's okay, the summer month are coming and the virus will be dying. There's a precedence for that. Specifically, the 1917 flu pandemic, yeah. where there was a decrease in the number of deaths over the summer because the virus started getting died off. But when winter came, the virus came back with a vengeance and killed way more people. Yeah. So it's this idea of like that might not necessarily be a good thing that it gets better over the summer because the yeah. the virus might the, mutate the, and become, come back worse than ever. I think the the that's something to be concerned about but it's also out of our control oh yeah i but the i think i think what people need to remember and what they need to do right now is just like be conscious of it be aware try not to panic <laughs> try not to to worry or have too much anxiety about it don't manifest sickness in yourself because sometimes that happens yeah. too. And especially when you get paranoid that there's people coughing all over the place. Yeah, it is yeah. the cold and flu season. People and are it's, sick. And it's, and it's March. Yeah. If you're in North America, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, that means that spring is beginning and allergy people, season oh, is yeah. beginning. So it's like I sneezed like four times today. I'm not sick. It's just it's it was nine degrees today. Oh, it was, it was, really nice it was beautiful so over great. the weekend. So it's like it's been... It's been switching back and forth between rain, which makes all the plants very happy, and then sun, which makes the plants all very happy. <laughs> so, like, everything is starting to, to basically come back to life, and when that happens, everybody's allergies come back. Um, so it's just, like, yeah, I think... Like at first it was there was the concerns of the 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 race racial profiling and stuff like that was going on with like all you know uh, uh, Asian people being unfairly targeted and, and that was my thing. other thing that I was going to talk about that if we're talking about a political climate yeah. in which racism is rampant no better example than what has been happening with the yeah. coronavirus yeah. people are jerks like yeah. honestly how like I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, so man. I like I think like with everything, people just need to take a step back, relax, wash your um, hands, and don't be a racist. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't put weird things in your mouth. Like these, are, but these are things that we teach kindergartners. We just need to take our own medicine. Don't, don't touch your face is one of the hardest things. It's so difficult. It's, I touch my face. All apparently, the time. apparently, beards are unhygienic, and Ooh. and it's got me going. Like, do I really, do I really need the beard? And it's like, yeah, I definitely I thought, do. I don't have a chin. I thought like the like the like evolutionary precedent for beards is that it keeps stuff out of like like isn't that why eyebrows exist? It keeps stuff out of our eyes, and like beards are like protective in some yeah, way. Yeah, but I think like beards hold on to a lot of germs, mm, and then fair. so if you touch your beard and then touch other parts of your face, oh or yes, if you, okay, that's like yeah. Like my mustache goes in my mouth all all day, all day. <laughs> it's just the thing that happens because you take a drink from a cup and water gets on it, and you. It's just that's that's, that's so funny. the nature <laughs> of having hair dangling from your top lip. It's just the way that it works. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, like I, it, if everybody can can be thoughtful and and just a little bit more careful, um. It it should decrease the spread 
of the virus and slow it down a little bit, which means that, yeah, hopefully we get a bit of a reprieve over the summer and hopefully it doesn't come back in the winter with a vengeance having mutated. But hopefully we also buy ourselves some time to fast track um, better uh, diagnostic medicine in order to to determine whether or not people have it, because that's been a really big problem. Um, better treatment methodology, so isolation and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, manufacturing of materials to help with that, like masks and whatever. There's a lot of people who stand to make a lot of money from this, uh, of course. And then, and then the last thing and the thing that'll take the longest, which they're saying it's probably 18 months out, I, I, is a vaccine. Mm-hmm. But by that point, and I think that by like, that point, enough of the population will already be yeah. vaccinated. Because once you get the virus, it becomes a vaccine. Like, do people understand that? That yeah. if you get coronavirus and you survive, you, you're you kind of inoculated against yeah. it. So, like, also, I wonder how much... So, like, I got a terrible... I mean, that's why I was sick for... Like, I, we pod, I think we podcasted remotely last time we podcasted. I got, like, yeah. one of the worst colds that I've ever gotten. Or flus, or I don't even know what it was. But I wasn't having respiratory issues, and I was, like, fatigued. Like, I was actually, like, achy, which is not a sign of coronavirus. So I didn't have coronavirus. I was just, I just had a terrible flu. No, but, we know like, what happened to you. You said oh, yeah. it on the oh, podcast. Oh yeah, I got, I got you a You had flu. a bit of a cold <laughs> yeah. and then you got a vaccine yeah. from for, your, for, for your, hepatitis. And yeah. then my body was like, and your body reacted I can't fight to your both vaccine. of these things. Yeah. I can't fight both yeah. of these things. You did the thing you're specifically not supposed <laughs> to do when you're about to get a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. If you're sick, don't get your vaccine right now. Come back when you're not sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Don't be me. Don't be stupid. But I'm, I'm hoping that maybe my body is now a little bit more resilient because it already had like a real terrible, a real terrible time. <laughs> That's not how that works. Uh. Um, in fact, it means that your immune system is compromised because it was fine. just fighting. Fine, but, fine. I, I, that's like, that's, that's the, the Dragon Ball Z Goku <laughs> thought process of like, oh, every time he gets beaten he comes back stronger. Like that's literally the mechanic of that character is (laughs) like, if he survives a fight, he, when he heals, he's like twice as strong as he was before. There you go. But that's dumb and doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, Because for the most part, like if you get, if you get the crap beaten out of you and you're like heavily injured, the next time you go to do something, those injuries, even if you heal, like they don't go away forever. Yeah. Um, you if you break a leg and it heals, and then you like do the same activity <laughs> that could have broken probably, it, probably. it'll probably break <laughs> yeah. again, probably in exactly the same place that it already broke. Oh, let's stop talking about breaking things. Um, gross. Yeah, we've talked a lot. Cool. This was a long episode. It was a long it episode. Was. Uh, that's it. That's it. I'm yeah. done. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I actually Very do have a little too. bit of a sore throat. Oh no! Have, oh no! Did I think I, get I have. The, I think I have coronavirus. Uh, oh. No, I just have a sore throat. Um, that is not one of the symptoms. I yeah, <laughs> I've, I I just have sinus issues all of the time, so I won't <laughs> notice. And again, these are some of the problems. Uh, yeah, don't hoard toilet paper. It's not gonna help you in the apocalypse. It you doesn't know, it protect against coronavirus to begin with. Upsetting and embarrassing is yeah. that I was like running out of toilet paper, so I had to go buy toilet paper. And I didn't want people to think I was like just buying toilet paper because everybody I did was buying too. toilet paper. I did too, and like, and, ah. and I said it, th- this happened last week, and and it was late, and we've been doing other stuff. And I said to Crystal, I 
I do actually need to. She was like, can't you just wait until tomorrow or the next day? And I was like, because we had toilet paper. We had like like five or six rolls left. I was like, no, because if this gets worse, There's gonna be then it's going to be that much harder to actually just buy the toilet paper that we need. Yeah. So I went out and I bought it, but all I bought was one package. Yeah, I bought the biggest good. package, but that's because when you look at the prices, it's economical to buy the biggest package. But, um, yeah, it was like a, I had the same thought of, yeah. like, we actually need toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, we have two small like, children. Like, we go through a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> kudos to kudos to store that are stores that are, like, being like, hey, we're going to limit what you can actually, like, Yeah, Superstore did things. the opposite, and I want to call them out for it, to, even to our, our meager audience uh, uh, that is mostly not Canadian. Superstore just said, like buy whatever you want superstore moved the toilet paper to the front of the store on in like the feature area and put it on sale (laughs) and there was toilet paper at the front like 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 right at the front of the store when i went in and then bottled water right behind it oh yeah so they just went ahead and capitalized on the panic and just added to it because by doing that it made people go like oh i really do need to buy toilet paper and then their whole the whole aisle was basically gone except Thankfully for the exact brand that you, that you, we buy, nice. um, so I was very I was very grateful for that. But very good. Um, yeah, cool. cool. We've been talking for a long time. Long time. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can. Uh, nope, that's not how this one goes. <laughs> There's nothing to as always. No, it's the oh as always. You can always oh we didn't talk about Pokemon. We didn't talk about Dude, Pokemon. Dude, that was what we, we were supposed forgot. to talk about on this episode. I, How did that happen? Yeah. Sorry, Ty. That is the one you thing. You asked us to talk about Pokemon. The one thing. We'll save it for next week. It's the it's one a, thing that it we wasn't, came into the podcast it, yeah. being like, we're going to talk about Pokemon it wasn't, today. It's it wasn't. Our, it it's was not topical. To he just wanted us to talk about Pokemon. But we, so. now we're excited to talk about Pokemon. Oh, man. I can't believe that. We were like worried. We're like, we're not really sure what we're going to talk about. But good thing Ty wants us to talk yeah. about Pokemon. So we'll talk about Pokemon. Okay. We will talk about well, Pokemon next, next week, I promise. But but um, if you, we will actually talk about things that people want us to talk about. Yeah. Maybe every other episode. Last episode we talked about something. Well, I will do a better job this week. I I it totally slipped my mind, and I like as I as I realized that I hadn't done that. I also realized I hadn't posted the thing to ask people what they thought about the latest episode of Clone Wars. I have to record that podcast tomorrow. There's not going to be enough time for people to leave comments on that either. And oh. yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, so, I need so, to, so I need weird. to, I just need to get my social media schedule, uh, I, oh, yeah. I, in my brain and in my phone, but, but we've now previewed what you're going to actually hear on next week's Thunder Quack. That's a, that's a new fun thing. There you go. Right? Yeah. It's a new feature, not a bug. <laughs> I, I thank you for listening. You can check out all of the other great podcasts in the Thunder Quack network by heading to thunderquack.com uh, and uh, you can follow Thunderquack on social media just search for Thunderquack I'm not going to give you the URLs I don't know what they are <laughs> uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram I'm at ArcWolf A-R-K-W-U-L-F and I'm at A-Konkin A-K-O-N-K-I-N that's Twitter and Instagram you can add an 86 uh, and uh, I've been tweeting recently yeah, you have. You, it's, yeah. yeah, you absolutely trying, have been tweeting I'm trying to, a little I'm bit trying more. I'm trying to tweet a little bit more. Um, if you like what you hear, <laughs> why would you, you? You can support us in three ways. <gasps> oh. I've added a new one. Ooh. Yeah, 
Uh, first is by going to whatever podcast service you listen to us on and leaving a rating and, and a review. Uh, hopefully a positive one. Talk about how you just love how we bummed you out about coronavirus. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we're not the only podcast. I, I, there are multiple other ones on the Thunderquack Network <laughs> that you can equally be bummed about. <laughs> um, yeah, I did talk for 10 minutes about hand washing on Rebel Cells last week. <laughs> I yeah leave us a review hopefully five stars because we're so great um I iTunes I, I Google Play Spotify yeah Spotify are we on Spotify I'm pretty sure Thunderquack's on Spotify that's cool yeah um is Quiver on Spotify I don't think so uh it will be though uh everything will be once I get everything moved which I haven't really done any work for I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can also support as, us. As always, why support us? We need the help. Yeah. Well, I do, we do. I need somebody to yeah. come help me yep. be yep. able to pay people to do this. I'm not I'm not joking. I you can also support us by going to store.thunderquack.com I uh, and picking up some merch like a lovely t-shirt or a hat. none of the Thunderquack stuff is in there yet and I really need to get around to putting like the Thunderquack logo and stuff I put like on that. my quiver scarf the other day yeah. and realized like how lovely that like I really do like the design it's that nice. we have for that yeah. so um yeah so store.thunderquack.com for that stuff I uh, you can get all sorts of things, mugs and scarves, and you can get bedding. We which are is on ridiculous. here at the Thunderquack Podcast. There you go. I uh, the and last but not least, uh, you can head to Patreon.com/slash/Thunderquack and support us with your monthly pledge and get some cool rewards like uh, access to the Facebook group and uh, the ability to submit topics for future episodes. Uh, as well as uh, ad-free episodes and uh, Thunderquack Uncut, uh, where this week we talked about my baby pooping. <laughs> That's a real topic. Quality content. That's there. a real topic that you can pay extra money It was, the real, money it was a real Mike and Amanda home show today, I will it say. Was like, it was it, like... We talked a lot we about, talked about ourselves. our but, lives. But, but we, I think we needed, because we weren't sure what we were going to talk about that was nerdy, yeah. so I think we were saving all the nerdy things for the actual podcast. It's true. So that we could, like, have things to talk about on Thunderquack. Yeah. This is cool. You can follow us on Spotify, man. I'm going to follow us. Can, can I just say, I'm upset that it says Thunderquack Podcast Michael Cohen. Like, how come you're the only one that gets to be on there? Oh, I'll fix that. It should okay. say Thunderquack Podcast Network. Good. Um, Yeah. I cool. Uh, cool. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening and uh we'll be back next week. Bye. You got nothing. I know, I still I forget every time until until the moment that I'm supposed to say something and I go, wait, I still haven't come up with an ending. Worst. <laughs>